0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. What are you going to do with the rest of your life, and how does that impact you as a real estate investor? We're here to talk about your future and the ever-shrinking planet, where you're going to live, where you're going to work, where you're going to play, and what you're going to listen to for the next hour. This is the Real Estate Guys radio network. Hey, Russ, wake up. We've got a show to do.
1: Huh? Oh, sorry. I was just having the most awesome dream. I found low-cost rental properties that cash flow in a strong job market with prices that didn't fall through the floor during this great recession.
0: Wow, that is awesome. But, you know, you don't have to dream to find a market like that. We're going on a field trip there in just a few weeks. Really? Where are we going? To Dallas, Texas. It's a huge market with great infrastructure and lots of people. Prices are low and rents are strong. And with today's low interest rates, properties' cash flow great. And did you know Dallas is projected in the top three of all job markets for 2010 – Plus, Texas is the number one rated state for doing business.
1: That's amazing. When is it?
0: That's the best part. It's up to you. We have several dates scheduled, so you can go when it's convenient for your schedule. No matter which weekend you pick, there'll be tours of different submarkets and property types and meetings with local experts, including developers, agents, and property managers.
1: That sounds great.
0: Well, hurry up and register, because space on field trips is always limited. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on Events or call 888-GUYS-RADIO for more information. That's realestateguysradio.com or... Or 888-GUYS-RADIO. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Every week we talk real estate, and this week we're going to not only talk real estate, but we're going to talk about you, the most important part, our listener, and uh, you're really important to your future and investment, too. We've got a great show lined up for you. Let's meet the guys, our uh, co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey, hey. And uh, the man who's now been investing in seven different decades, the godfather of real estate, Bob Helms.
2: Looking forward to this show. This should be fun.
0: You know, what are you going to be when you grow up? That's the big question. And as real estate investors, you can completely disengage from your life and say, I've got a real estate portfolio. Or you can choose to integrate who you are and what you do with your real estate. And our guest today has done a masterful job uh, at that and uh, really has a lot of insights uh, into melding your profession into what you want to do with your life. I'm uh, excited about today's show.
1: You know, we live in a brand new world. It used to be in the old uh, June Beaver, Leave it to Beaver days, you know. June Cleaver. Yeah, the June Cleaver, whatever I'm trying to say. But, you know, you'd you'd, you'd go out and you'd get a job at a big corporation. And uh, we were in an industrial age and you were a cog in a machine and you finished out and you got your pension and whatever. And today's world is so much different. And most people that work in companies kind of get that. They understand they're me incorporated and they have to uh, kind of carve their way out, they're not gonna have the pension, they gotta invest for their own future. Uh, but a lot of people are still haven't quite figured out how to take complete ownership over integrating their investing in their lifestyle. And of course real estate gives us the ability to do that Like unlike any other investment. And so when you realize that the world has changed even further and faster, and I don't think the pace of change is going to slow down, it's only going to get worse or better depending on your perspective, uh, it's a global economy, and money is flowing all around the world at lightning speed because of the internet and information, and people are able to access opportunities in a way they've never been able to do before. Governments are interacting and cooperating, if you will, in a way that they never have before, and so when you look at yourself and you say, me incorporated, now what does that really mean, and how can real estate fit into that, and how can I become a, a a citizen of the world, if you will? How can I take advantage of what we call the squish, money moving not just from asset class to asset class, but from geographic region or currency or... A political environment to another one, and how can I put myself in a position so that kind of no matter what happens, I have a better chance to succeed and have a heck of a lot of fun along the way?
0: Well, that's this idea of your personal investment philosophy having something to do with where you buy real estate, right? Bob, I remember when you were enjoying going to Hawaii, finally you said, I'm just going to buy a condo here. I mean, that was many years ago, and and in uh, investment aside, it was just kind of a mindset.
2: Yeah, and you know, I wish I had been smart enough to realize early that you never want to get rid of those properties. You really want to keep them all. That—that's just a late realization. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty fun time.
0: Well, you know, and and that's all real estate does not have to be fun, right? There's certainly you know industrial real estate in Cleveland, and that might be great for you. Uh, but there's also what we've talked about on the show a lot, which is this lifestyle property. If you can be in an area that you'd like to spend time in, then you're blurring the line a little bit in your investment philosophy between pure investment is something I, I can go do, but uh, that that can be uh, exciting as well. And so uh, well, we're, we're going to talk about a couple things today, kind of this whole evolving change of humanity, and that's a big topic, but the fact that the way that we interact with people today is different with social media, with the globalization of the economy, with the Internet as a tool, and to be able to, for a lot of us, we can work anywhere. We're not tied down to that geography, that building you talked about, Russ. That's a change. And with the other change being that there is tremendous – economic change in the world, and why would you want to be saddled to one economy when you could take advantage of other economies?
1: You know, for the first time in uh, our lifetimes, there has actually been serious consideration that the dollar might not be the reserve currency of the world. Think about what that really means, and a lot of people have no idea what that means. They have no idea what that might mean to them and their investments or how that might affect the prices of anything. And that's something for the first time people are starting to talk about. And it may not happen. It may happen. It may happen quick. It may probably take a while. We don't know. But to me, you know, if I'm 20 or 30 years old or 40 years old and I've got a ways to go i got to wonder how that might affect me, and how can I position myself to be insulated from these types of things? You know, you can't control everything that's going to happen, but what you try to do is control everything that you can control and try to understand to the best of your ability everything that you can't control so that at least you have an opportunity to anticipate.
0: All right. Speaking of control, let's meet a woman who uh, controls a lot of real estate and does an amazing job at that. Uh, she was uh, with us uh, in the Summit at Sea. So you heard from her uh, a couple of weeks ago on our show and is a returning guest to the Real Estate Guys, Beth Clifford. Hey, Beth. Hey, Robert. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for uh, taking time to be here in the studio. You've come from the, the other coast to be with us.
3: I came from the uh, heart of the beast known as Washington, D.C.
0: All right. Well, my goodness. Uh, thanks for making the uh, the effort. Uh, this is a topic that is kind of near and dear to, uh, to what you do. But before we talk about Of that. Uh, How'd you get into real estate? Give us your background. You weren't always in the the real estate side of things.
3: You're right. I uh, first started off on Wall Street, believe it or not, and uh, worked on uh, technology side. And uh, then uh, that was my first love. Then uh, owned my own company and did a lot of consulting work on technology, moved out to Silicon Valley, did that for a long time. And then I realized uh, that the thing that I loved most in my life was building things. I was like, "Hey, I'm a chick. I can't go out and build things. <laughs> That's what guys do." And um, but I said, "You know what? I'm going to go do it anyways." And so, long story short, I ended up partnering with a woman. I had a I had a great background in uh, solving operational problems with technology, and she had a great company that was uh, a really big. Uh, construction management company and so we partnered together and we ended up really revolutionizing the way people build it built really large projects and so
0: what's so great about that is taking the experience from one discipline and applying it somewhere else and obviously that created a synergy and and everyone's better for it when that happens
3: absolutely and it's it's interesting because uh, for so many people they look at it they have um, they have these headsets or mindsets that things can't change or they think that each industry is different but I've worked in six different industries and what I can tell you is they all put their pants on the same way. Uh, debits and credits are the same way. They have profit and loss. They have balance sheets. What's unique to all of them is who their customer base and who their product is. Yet, um, when you do a Venn diagram between them, they're pretty similar.
0: All right. Our guest today is Beth Clifford. and when we come back, we're going to find out about how she has uh, integrated uh, her lifestyle into her love and her business and all of that. And we're going to give you some ideas about how you can live, work, and play and pretty much anywhere in the world you want to. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
2: Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and crazy real estate guys. They're
1: the best. They're working for years, and they know what they're talking about. Hi, this is Russell Gray. I say do the math and the math will tell you what to do. Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Put those together and you have Paradigm Life. Let Paradigm Life show you how and why wealthy individuals and multi-billion dollar companies use life insurance to grow and protect their assets. You'll be amazed. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com.
0: And welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. If you miss a show, you can go back and hear last week's show or the week after that or the week after that and uh, catch up. I am uh, Robert Helms, your host, and we're talking this week with Beth Clifford, uh, an international real estate developer, and uh, as we have learned, she got her start in a different uh, industry, has been through a lot of industries, and uh, has now landed in, uh, we can call it, I guess, an old boy's network. You're right. It seems like there aren't too many chicks in real estate, and yet, uh, having watched you work over the last couple of years... that seems to not bother you in the slightest and I don't see how it bothers anyone else that does business with you.
3: I don't think so I mean I I think those days are over honestly. They are. Uh, I really do and so um, I've always been treated I think with great respect I've never felt like there was an issue because I was a woman. I've had a few funny conversations but that's about it and so I think those days are totally over. To me it's all about taking risks and knowing what you want to go do.
0: And, you know, speaking of those days being over, that's really the, what's happened here is so much has changed in the way the world operates that, you, you know, you, you're not limited anymore by your geography. Certainly some professions are, right? If my job is I'm a toll taker on the bridge, okay, well, I'm probably working in a place that has a bridge. But if I think bigger than that, there's lots of opportunity. Now, uh, you had uh, done a lot of real estate construction management and, and projects uh, in the U.S. Uh, what attracted you to uh, considering maybe investing outside of the U.S.?
3: Well, I started looking at, uh, you know, only 5% of the people live in the United States. You know, there's over six and a half billion people and less than 5% of them live in the United States. And when I was doing construction management, I went over to China to look at a job and uh, you start to open your eyes and you kind of get out of this. Um, it's amazing because we really do in a lot of ways, the U.S. is almost like an island, believe it or not. I mean, we have very much, We most of us only speak one language. Um, We're not like a European mindset where you speak four or five different languages. And before the euro, you had six or seven currencies in in your wallet at any one time. And so I think we in America very much think very much about ourselves. And when you start going out into the world, you realize there's a lot of other countries out here. There's a lot of different opportunities out here. And it's not that much different than what we do in the United States. And it's always about, too, that we can bring some of the things that we do very well and apply them in another area. And we can take from that geography things that they do very well and blend them with the things that we may not do as well. And so I think there's a great symbiotic relationship between what we have as an entrepreneurial Um, mindset in the United States and our ability to go out and take risks. We look at everything as an opportunity in the United States, and we seem to find a way to take down every obstacle that comes in our way, just in our mindset of being Americans, and that we can then go into different geographies and apply that. And I found that one of the things that I bring that's most valuable is my Rolodex, is that I go into another country i have over four thousand people on my contact sheet on my iphone and what i find is that i am no more than about two people two layers or levels of separation away from somebody who needs an answer and literally i'm two people away if you need to talk to george bush i'm three people away if you needed to talk to obama so i mean i think that's what we have when we go into different geographies we have not only our expertise, but we have our Rolodexes and our credibility, and we have our mindset, and we, we can leverage that into different territories.
0: One of the greatest resources anyone ever has is the relationships that they have, and so many people put that to the side. I remember you and I were uh, in Belize, and you have a Belizean cell phone, and, and we were laughing at the fact that... In a, a short period of time, you have like two hundred and fifty different people in Belize whose phone number you have. That's correct. Few people would get into a new place and have that happen, right? There's people in America who don't even know their neighbors.
1: Yeah. There's only three hundred people in Belize. That's
3: right.
0: So see that.
1: <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's,
3: and you know what's amazing is that you know those people range everything from cab drivers and people who help me if I miss a plane that go help me get a plane ticket all the way up to the prime minister of Belize and every one of them. I go into a relationship with them trying to understand how I can assist them, not just how they can assist me.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's not just uh, just a lot of talk. I saw you do this. uh, We were at a, a business that wasn't a real estate business, but it was a business that we just happened to be at talking to one of the highest levels. And they had a challenge. They had a challenge with their manufacturing system. And it was a challenge that you had solved in a previous career and without even there being any reason to consider it, you came up with some solutions and helped them, you know, find their way around that. That's correct. Yeah. And and now that's someone who's going to think in a a positive manner and who knows where that's going to lead. And that's really, you know, the point now. On the cruise, on our last summit, you did a great talk about kind of this mindset of becoming a, a citizen of the world. Can you kind of give us that uh, that idea? Well,
3: there was a, a really interesting article about a year ago that was in The Economist that said that um, within the next 15 years, over 10% of the population of the world will be nomadic people, and that they literally will not have a place that they call home. And that if you look at most of the people that we associate with, Robert— they are intel- intelligent workers, intellectual property workers. They're not necessarily service workers. They're not tied to a particular place or thing. Right. And so they can do their work pretty much just like I can. I can do my work anywhere there's a cell signal and there's an internet signal. And that's all I need to, to get my work done. And so what that provides us with is an opportunity for us to go and apply our technologies, our intellect, and our skills and apply that anywhere in the world. And what we're going to see is more and more of that happening. And so literally, I, I was just approached by a, a gentleman who said, hey, will you look at this project uh, in Tunisia? I'm like, Tunisia? Are you kidding me? And he said, absolutely. He started showing me his friends and family and the land that they own, and it's the blah, blah, blah of the, of the Mediterranean. And it's like we started looking at numbers and what his land prices were and the competition. And, and it was like it's the same thing. It's just a different piece of land. Yeah.
1: You know, I was just, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about the whole concept of information workers. And we opened up earlier about how the world has changed. And there's a huge opportunity that you've taken advantage of. One of the things I appreciate about you is the vision to be able to see that opens up a whole new opportunity to develop property for to service a whole new demographic that didn't exist 20 years ago because there wasn't international cell signals. There wasn't internet the way people have it today. There weren't this demographic of information workers, and as that demographic grows, as a real estate investor and developer, there's opportunities to find a way to create products and open up opportunities to, to, to allow those people to have lifestyles that normally you had to wait till you retired to have. Absolutely. No,
0: it's so true. And in fact, it's really, it has found its way into the very design side of real estate. A simple example, there's not a real estate project today anywhere in the world that doesn't get des- you know, designed without, you know, wireless internet. You, right. you wouldn't think of designing a property without wireless internet. Even remote jungle lodges have wireless internet. Of course they do, right? And then you take that a step further to say, well, when I'm working, what are the other things that I need in my business? And it really comes right down to the way you design a project. Absolutely. And it's this live, work, play idea, too, I think.
3: I think it does. And I think there's a huge opportunity for that type of product all over the world. Because right now, the people who travel and and those type of workers are going to want to go places where those type of amenities are available to them. I I remember um, being on Wall Street. We used to go to St. Bart's. And it was the the she-she place to go. And the reason, do you know why St. Bart's became St. Bart's? No. Because St. Bart's back in the 80s literally only had about five telephones. And so it was the joke on Wall Street was if you went to St. Bart's, then you were the kind of person who was so wealthy that you didn't need to be near a telephone and so that's really how saint bart's got started and now now you go to saint bart's it's got wi-fi you can live work and play and sit on your mega yacht all day long but what was interesting about it was at that point it didn't have the services but today those services are really mandatory all over the world people aren't going to go sit on a, on a deserted island
0: no they aren't they want to have uh access to the things they need but they still if you can work anywhere why not pick a place that's fabulous? I remember years ago I interviewed uh, a gentleman named uh, Jack Hughes, who you would all know as uh, the lead singer and uh, uh, guitarist for the band Wang Chung. Right? Oh,
1: that uh, my favorite, yes. actually, right up there with uh, Chop Fui, Chop Suey. <laughs> you
0: remember? Everybody have fun tonight. I mean, they had huge, you know, hit songs, and and what had happened in technology in the music industry is they had now a new class of synthesizer that essentially could recreate any sound. And so, and we hear that, of course, all over music today. And his thing at the time was when you can make any sound in the world, well, then what sound do you make? As opposed to, I play a drum and it makes this sound. So right. I have to figure out how to do that. Today, as a real estate investor, you can invest anywhere. You can, many people, as we're talking about, can work anywhere. And if that's true, now you have an opportunity that your parents didn't have and your grandparents certainly didn't have to design your life around your real estate.
2: Looking at technology, you know, I'm, I'm listening to Beth and, and listening to how she operates. And I'm thinking about the fact that during the years when I was out traveling in the forefront of business, uh, this was a long time ago, folks. There were no cell phones. There were no computers. There was no Internet. We got business done, but it was pretty slow. But it's a lot more than technology. The technology, for example, we just talked about the cruise that we were all on, where you had people there from all over the world who showed up at that cruise, that wouldn't have happened even 10 years ago. But, but here's the point I really want to make. I think, Beth, it's more about your thinking. It isn't just your ability. It's not about technology. I've talked about, not to you, but to others about the fact that when you went down to Texas to work with those good old boys down there, I wouldn't have given you a great chance of doing that right. based on your background. But you're you, and you had an amazing relationship with those people. So I think what you bring is attitude. And and you don't see any reasons you can't do it, therefore there aren't any reasons you can't do it.
3: I think it's a lot about win-win. I mean, I think when you go into a new market and you go with the mindset of how does everybody win at the table and that you don't go in with a win-loss, um, then you can be there for a long period of time. And people see that you're there to help them, not to go eviscerate them when you're in a meeting. And I think that goes a long way. We're talking
0: today about uh, the live, play, work lifestyle of uh, tomorrow's uh, real estate investor and uh, really a global citizen. We'll have more when we come back. And we'll also have a chance for you to win a prize. It's Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate. Our book on real estate investing can be yours if you know today's international real estate trivia question. We'll be back. I'm Robert Helms.
3: Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys.
2: Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on Resources, realestateguysradio.com. Welcome
0: back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning in this week. And uh, tell a friend about the Real Estate Guys. We'd love to expand our listening audience. Just like today, we're talking about expanding your horizons. If you're someone who has... uh, thought about or currently like to travel around and, uh, you know, are are looking at the changes that uh, make that uh, possible. We've seen a a lot uh, happen in the last couple of years with the economic meltdown uh, in terms of uh, fewer flights and and so forth. But still, I find it's as easy to get around today as uh, as ever, Beth, you spend 150 days a year on a plane, don't you think so?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's is. a
0: smaller, smaller world. It's easy to get. It's easy to get around today, and you know, it's really this this idea of, of thinking differently uh, about it. I mean, we were at this event uh, with Robert Kiyosaki a couple of uh, weeks ago, and he was really clear. Here's a guy who was a you know a military veteran, v- was chosen to live in the United States, but he was clear about: I am a citizen of the world. I don't think as a U.S. citizen, I'm a patriotic guy. But not for the reasons you might think, I think as someone who is a business owner that sees opportunity everywhere. And like it's this guy whose books have been translated into 50 languages, who right. has operations in lots of different countries, right? And you, But you don't have to necessarily start there. When we ask people, who thinks it's you know, risky to invest outside of the U.S., right? There's certain people, that, oh, that would be risky. And then you say, who thinks it's risky to have all of your assets tied to one nation's economy, More and more today, people see the risk in that instead.
3: Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a lot of economies you can look at in that you can actually be a more significant contributor than you can be in the United States. I know that with my current net worth that compared to the entire investment portfolio of the United States, it's pretty small and <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting bigger. It's getting
0: bigger, but yeah, a little, a little smaller so a drop I, in the I, bucket would I, be a step up. Exactly. <laughs>
3: I don't feel like I'm a market maker right now, but you know, I think there's an opportunity when you go into different environments where you can actually be a market maker. And that's not very true in the United States.
0: Isn't that true? Boy, just looking at some of the markets that you're in are places where, uh, I mean, you have an opportunity uh, and we're not here to promote this and, and uh, we're not even going to tell you how to get a hold of her. So, but uh, you have a development that literally could be the biggest development in it's con- in the country next year.
3: Exactly true.
0: And where's that going to happen in the U.S.?
3: Yeah, no, and and it's interesting that when you, and, and you actually start to get to set a standard down there, whereas we're actually, we looked at something that was on the ground. We do this everywhere we go when we develop. We look at what the, the current practice is. And then we always like to bring it up a grade, if it makes sense. If it makes economic sense, and we like to bring it up a grade. Because we always want to win-win. We want to kind of improve everything around us. And we figure everyth- you know all boats rise you know in a tie. So we went in and we saw what the standard was. And we would say it was probably sea level, was uh, the, the kinds of resorts that were there. And we spent some time and we put a great team together. And we realized that we could deliver a product for about a little bit less than the current price that was on the ground t- that day currently, and we could deliver it in half the time. And we could deliver an A minus product. And so it really came down from expertise and thinking through all of the logistics and having a great team and being able to come in and say, look, I'm going to put an A minus product on the ground in half the time for about 10% less than the current going rate. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to employ all the local people and teach them how to go do it.
0: Well, and because at the same time, what you weren't doing, which is what a lot of investors that you know could journey outside of their immediate area do, is they import an experience. Right. We looked at a project that was in a, a country a few weeks back, and it looked like it was supposed to be in ancient Greece, right? I mean, that's what it looked like, but right. it, it wasn't, and it shouldn't have been. I mean, it didn't feel right, and yet you're able to bring resources from lots of different places, but still create a very authentic experience.
3: But I get very scared when I walk into a development and the developer says, my wife was in charge of all of the decorating and design of the project. And and that was what happened on that particular project. And it was, it was, you felt like, you know, you were in a Caribbean nation, uh, country and the project looked like you were in Athens. Yeah. And so I don't understand that. Honestly, I don't understand why you don't use the local vernacular when it's spectacular. I mean, right. the only reason that you would go away from using the local vernacular is because it's not a particularly good vernacular. But TPs. in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that, it is time for us to now play our weekly edition of Real Estate Trivia. This is your chance to win a prize by knowing our trivia question. As soon as you hear the question or know the answer, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and physical mailing address in whatever country you live so that we can uh, ship you an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate. Find out more on our website at Radio. Com. So before we get to this week's trivia question, last week on the show, uh, we asked which state has the highest population density. In the U.S., which state? And you actually guessed it, Russ.
1: Yeah. It was, first, I thought you meant who was the densest residents. But no, 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 no. New no. Jersey was. My New
0: guess. Jersey, the densest state from a population point of view, and Beth might, as a New Yorker, might have some opinions about this too. <laughs> uh, but no, New Jersey I is the, the fifth the, on that. Yeah, it's the state with <laughs> the highest uh, population density. This week, here's our trivia question: What's the only South American country that has both a Pacific and a Caribbean coast? The only country in South America that has both a Pacific and a Caribbean coast. If you know that or want to take a guess, you can send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer is going to win a copy of the book. And then we take all the correct guesses from the week. If you're listening on iTunes or our podcast or on our website, and then still you have a chance to win all the correct guesses. We'll have another drawing for another copy of the book. What's the only South American country that has a coast both on the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea? Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking with Beth Clifford about really uh, becoming a citizen of the world and designing a a lifestyle as a real estate investor that's conducive with uh, how you want to live, thrive, and survive.
3: Mm -hmm. I think um, another thing that we should always be watching, too, is where people are migrating to. And um, if you do some research, you'll see where people are moving. Obviously, the baby boomers are moving all over. You go into the European countries, they're moving all over. And so just see where are they moving to. And uh, wherever they're going, there's opportunity there. And two, look at what you like. If you like living in the Arctic, then go look for opportunities in the Arctic. If you like uh, balmy trade winds and 80-degree weather, then look for opportunity there. But look for places that excite you. Um, The last thing you want to do is be a person who loves the beach and wearing a t-shirt and flip-flops and and invest in the north slope of Alaska. That's probably, I mean, that's going to be grueling for you. So decide what it is. Where do you like See if it makes sense because there's a go where the numbers make sense. Either there's job growth or there's um, economic growth. There's population growth. Something's going on there that's going to make it attractive to there. And then I always look at my own personal resume and my, and what have I got for assets? And my assets are, I, monetary is the least of my assets. My assets are my knowledge and, and the people that I know and my integrity. And um, those are the things that I go into a market with. Like uh, I first learned in sales was, uh, the first thing you do is you sell yourself. And if you can't sell yourself, you're not gonna be able to sell your products. So. Right,
0: isn't it true? You know, uh, we had you on uh, the show uh, a while back when we were talking about uh, lead certification. Obviously the greening of, uh, of construction has been an interesting topic. And uh, I think you were talking at the time about uh, medical office building, that uh, was a, a green project, and what's interesting is that the lead certification doesn't exist in every country, but still a lot of the mindset that has translated uh, in that is to build stuff that is green.
3: Absolutely, and lead will become international at some point. It's just not completely there yet. But what you find is that people are still building to lead certification standards throughout the world, and so there's another way that you know you take what is becoming very much a U.S. mindset, very much a U.S. standard. And you can translate that all over the world. If you're a LEED certification expert, there's an opportunity for you to go consult outside the United States on how do you go build a LEED certified building. Now, you may not be able to get the certification, but why not go do it?
2: Right, build to the standard at least. I remember, Beth, that I was astounded when you were telling us about this LEEDS project that Robert mentioned a couple of minutes ago. I was astounded at the outcome because you always think this is a lot of trouble. It costs more money. We get so much less for it. But the operational part of the building actually turned out that it cost you less to deliver a better product. Mm-hmm. That was a revelation to me. I didn't think you could do that.
3: Absolutely.
0: Well, and imagine the economic impact when you can create a situation where your utilities come at a fraction of the price, right? That's going to be beneficial to the end user. It's going to be the right thing to do in, in a scarce economy, uh, a scarce resource economy, and uh, it's what people want today. Right. There's a great shortcut. Give the people what they want.
1: You know, I was just thinking just about the competitive aspect of going into a marketplace when you're bringing in a higher level of technology when it comes to actually manufacturing. We look at what's happened with computers, and if technology technology... technology has gotten better, the price of manufacturing a computer has actually come down. So if you were competing against someone who did not adopt those newer technologies, you would be able to undercut them all the time. So when you're out there looking for places to develop or to buy into, you have really the opportunity to buy into marketplaces where, where, or in your case, Beth, develop into marketplaces where you can develop a better product for less money and and really the velocity of your money then, because you can move it a lot faster because you're competitively priced at the same time you're delivering a better product. And that's another thing that you have when you think outside the box, you're not competing with people at the same level. And you're bringing the standard of practice up at the same time. So that, that's that's just another awesome aspect of the whole thing.
0: As a real estate investor, we're urging you this week to just consider where you sit in the global economy. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Beth about uh, what she's doing uh, specifically and what excites her about opportunity in today's real estate market. A lot of people are running scared and she's not, she's running full tilt. This is the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
2: Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and
1: crazy real estate guys. They're the best, been working for years, and they know what they're talking about.
0: Hey, it's no secret we like to have fun on the Real Estate Guys, but there's nothing fun about facing foreclosure.
1: Or struggling to make payments on an upside-down mortgage. You know, we get more requests for our loan workout report than all of our other reports combined. So we know there's a big need out
0: there. That's why we've looked for companies that provide solutions for distressed property owners and put them on the resource directory on our website.
1: One company we've been getting good feedback on is Home Rescue Financial Services. They'll connect you to qualified professionals who can help stop or stall foreclosure, renegotiate your or get you out of the property without a foreclosure on your record. The point is, if you need help, don't go it alone. Professional help is available and it's more affordable than you might think. Call our resource hotline today at 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resource page at realestateguysradio.com.
0: That's 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you miss a show, you can go online at realestateguysradio.com. And right there, click and listen. Easy, easy stuff. If you've not yet signed up for our email newsletter, you need to do that. And not only we get great information, but you'll be entered into a drawing to win A cruise for two. Our Investor Summit is coming up next April, April of 2011, and already uh, we're putting together the uh, the plan and uh, the curriculum and the faculty, and I tell you what, it's going to be hard to beat last year, but we're going to do it. Uh, The ninth annual Investor Summit at C is going to be Fabulous, and uh, you did a, a great job, Beth, at this year's summit, uh, trying to get people to think outside the box when it comes to to this stuff. And and you know this idea of importing experiences, and and I think it makes a, for a richer environment when different areas, different developments, different counties, different states, different countries can kind of use each other's experience. And I think one of the areas to, to talk about with regard to that is is financing.
3: Absolutely. You know, I was I had a funny conversation with somebody about two years ago who was um, out of Canada. And he was, um, kind of dissing on, um, on the Americans. He says, you guys, he said, you know, you guys are so ingenious about how you guys do financing. He goes, I can't believe what you did. I mean, Canadians, he said, we had just basically figured out how to make money on the spread. You know, it's like, you know, (laughs) you, you get money at 2% and you lend it at 6% and you make 4%. And we were still working on that equation and we were pretty happy about it. And, um, and then we go down, and you start to raise money. Because when I would leave Canada to go raise money and go down to Wall Street, these guys talked a to totally different game. They're derivatives and credit default. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you know the game, right? Yep, we do. And he said, you know, you guys are ingenious. I mean, you guys have created so many different financial instruments. Now, some, some of them of which have been successful, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I mean, all of them have had a reason why they existed, right? Yeah, and sure. Um, But I think we forget, as real estate investors, how much we have inside of ourselves trained ourselves to look at numbers, understand deal structures, and understand how to finance. I go down into some, I'll call them third world countries or um, emerging countries, and literally the packages that we will put together and the way that we would structure a deal actually has the banker looking over and seeing if they can learn about how we put deals together. How do you use other people's money? How do you make a determination about what your yield spread is going to look like? How, how can you actually afford to pay the different interest rates that you're going to have? How do, what's a PREF return? All these things. I mean, And for many real estate investors, this is what we do day in and day out. And we take, I think, it for granted that that's a real asset. Yet when you go down into some of the different banking communities, that's not how they do work. I mean, they really are working on a yield spread. And that's about as far as they look at it. And when you go down and you say, well, I'm going to come into your bank and I'm going to put X amount of dollars in, and I know that you've got a six-to-one leverage ratio. So, Mr. Banker, I'd like you to hold that three-to-one for me that I'm going to play with my own money, and then I'm going to give you the rest of the money to go play with they actually can understand that. But I, I would offer for you to go into Bank of America and play that game with them. Right, yeah, <laughs> probably not going to work there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and it's not, it's not just finance. Same thing when it comes to, you know, bringing in uh, new technologies for construction or new ideas yep. about ways to build, watching you design this project that can get built in less than half the time at a better quality, at a better cost. I mean, that's something that's going to benefit the, you know, it's not the mindset of, well, you know, everyone will try to steal the idea. It's its cooperation to make it, it a better, you know, community, and it's going to benefit the, everybody that buys there.
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's just a whole different mindset right there. The whole idea of sharing, because the thing is, when you go into an area that is underdeveloped and you're kind of in the beginning of the development, what you want is everybody around you to be hyper successful, because when those people are successful, they're going to drive up the demand and the value for the product that you've already placed there.
0: You know, last week we talked uh, with uh, David Campbell, who uh, had uh, gone from a, a real estate investor with one strategy as the market changed into another strategy. And of course, uh, we're excited that uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be uh, with uh, with Mr. Campbell in, in, in Dallas. Uh, watching what you've done, Beth, uh, it's been amazing in a couple of the different countries that you're in, but certainly uh, what you've done in Belize and coming up uh, in July, July 22nd to the 25th, we're going to uh, head down to Belize and, and take a look and uh, tell us what attracted it attracted you to Belize belize as a developer
3: uh, many things uh number one is that we kissed a lot of frogs before we actually landed on belize um one is we looked at costa rica and really that was not a market that we felt that we could have an impact on there was too much already on the ground there and that the market had been defined and really was um not an emerging market um several of the other central american countries uh, from a geopolitical standpoint we felt had a higher risk yeah And what we loved about Belize is it's actually the only Caribbean country in Central America. If you get to know um, Central America, you realize that most of the development is on the West Coast and that the East Coast of Central America is very, uh, very uh, sparsely developed. And so it's got a real Caribbean. It really competes with the... Aruba's and the San Martin's and I mean the Caribbean islands that's what it competes with but what we loved about it really simple Um, it has a British Commonwealth government system it's got British Commonwealth law which is great it has uh, English speaking which is wonderful you get off the plane there and you don't feel like you're in another you feel like you're in another country but you can understand what everybody is saying around you it's got a two-to-one currency with the United States dollar and what we loved about it too less than two hours from Houston and from Miami. So it means if you are going to be a live work play kind of person and spend a significant amount of time in Belize, that means that I can literally leave Belize in the morning and make a lunch date in Miami and fly home and be home for dinner in Belize that evening. And so that's not true of a lot of different places and an incredibly cooperative and inviting people and government there who want, foreigners to be successful in the country
0: yeah and that's a that's just a refreshing thing to 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 see and and really to get your mind around it i would have to say that you know you're early in right because it's not been proven yet and yet there's been development in belize for 25 years
3: it is and it's been really done not by what i would call real professionals there's uh only one or two flag hotels in the in uh, belize there's a radisson and a best western um so it really is it's it's a place where you can make your mark and we look at that very much as the what Cabo San Lucas was 20 years ago. That to me is what Belize looks like today. And so it's a place that you can go in and actually have an impact. An impact, Robert, not only on the development that you do there, but we've partnered with people who are going to be providing us with like wood. Wood is one of the main tech, one of the main products of Belize. And we've actually partnered with the people who are going to be providing all of our wood and help them get into the timber framing business and help them source all of the products that they need in order to grow so that they can actually go from just being a raw lumber supplier to now a finished timber frame finished company. And they're thrilled about it. And we help them source all of the materials and train them on how to use all of the equipment. Um, we're in discussions with people there about they want to have um, new hospitals and new education brought into Belize. And we've opened up our Rolodex and our thought processes on how they can go build those types of partnerships. And so I think it's really exciting. It's exciting to not only be able to partner with people, to have a great resort, which we will be able to offer to people all over the world, but the other is to walk away 20 years from now and to know that there's better medical care in Belize, there's better industries in Belize that we left behind, and there's a better education system inside of Belize as well. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's a win-win for everybody.
0: You bet. Responsible development for sure. If you want to see it firsthand, my goodness, it's One of our favorite places in the world. We just got back uh, on our summit. We stopped in Belize and I can't wait to get back to Belize and come with us. It's going to be for four fabulous days, July 22nd through the 25th. That's a Thursday through Sunday. Uh, You can tag on some days afterwards if you want to stay and hang out and uh, dive in this world's second uh, largest barrier reef and get up into the jungles and the rainforests and see what Belize is all about. It'd be great to have you uh, come with us and and get to pick Beth's brain. She's just, uh, she's going to show you uh, what she saw in the country. She's going to introduce you to a lot of key people there, People that, frankly, you'll probably never be able to get an appointment with. She's going to put you in front of It's going to be an extraordinary trip. Uh, and uh, it happens in July. So get to our website at realestateguysradio.com and click on field trips and, and uh, join us. Uh, Beth, thanks so much for your time. It's always great to uh, have your uh, your energy and your enthusiasm on a radio program. Oh, it's
3: always my pleasure. Thanks, Robert.
0: All right. Beth Clifford, uh, good stuff, don't you think, Mr. Gray?
1: I think it's awesome. You know, the thing I kept gravitating towards was this 10 of the population you know I mean that's if the United States has five percent then that's 300 600 million information workers. Wow, that's a big demographic.
0: That's a big demographic, and uh, almost all of them will be listening to the Real Estate Guys uh, one day. But until then, your mission is to spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Big thanks to our sponsors for helping make our show possible. Thanks to Rick, our engineer. Thanks to uh, our uh, many listeners for spreading the word. And uh, especially thanks uh, to you uh, for making uh, our show uh, one of the top uh, shows, often the very top uh, show on iTunes under real estate. Yep. Thanks so much. See you next week on the Real Estate Guys program. Until then, think about your life and think about your real estate and make some equity happen. See you next week. please. Hey, Russ, guess what? Uh, The real estate market is hot again? Oh, Russ, the real estate market is always hot if you know where to look. No, it's something even better. Really? What is it? Well, thanks to our amazing listeners, we continue to be one of the most downloaded real estate shows
1: on iTunes week after week. That is great. So what are we going to do about it?
0: Well, I thought we should let our listeners know that there's more to the Real Estate Guys than just our weekly broadcast.
1: Yeah, like our website at realestateguysradio.com, where they can read our blog.
0: Great start. And if they're still hungry for more, there's our Backstage Pass, with members-only access to additional content, backstage interviews, and our monthly audio mentoring club.
1: Plus, Backstage Pass members get priority access and special discounts to our live events, field trips, and the annual investor summit.
0: So come backstage, go to realestateguysradio.com, and click on the backstage Stage Pass logo. You'll be glad you did.